Alrighty, folks. New year, same pod. Back in the studio, fresh in 2024. Got yes, a sir. Good episode. Thanks, Jack, for being here. It's gotta be the best year yet. Best year yet, guys. It's Come gotta on, be the best year let's yet. Let's do it. We uh we got our lines on the monitor here, so Jack and I are watching that as well during this podcast. But we broke down a lot today. Pretty good episode. Just Jack and myself, a little internal pod. Next week we'll have guests, but started off going over our little oh almost big play. Started off going over our holiday breaks. Jack had a birthday, um, what we did over break, the the highs and lows of that. Then we got into what's coming up in MLW being the award show, going yep. through the bout, looking at who got snubbed, who maybe um, was on the list. We were surprised to see a little bit of player feedback we had as well as the players who maybe got left off the list that should have should have been there. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to talk about. And then we talked about the uh, season highlights video. That's right. Me and Jack, we, we gave two things, our unbiased opinion of the best moment of the year and then our biased opinion of the year. Got to give both sides yep. as we are. And then concluded with some whiffs of the week. Yeah, somewhere in the middle there, we also talked about the Lions getting snubbed. Oh, we did. We How could we not? Prime it's, time, a couple weeks ago. I will last say... Last week. Yeah, last week. I'll say, yeah, if you don't want to hear about uh, officiating in sports and the importance of a fair game, maybe skip to like the 20-minute mark, but... It was a good discussion. I thought it was yeah. important to the conversation. Yeah. An important topic. It, it, as someone it who, needed to be as discussed. As someone who got an absolute knife through the heart last we weekend. We at least needed to discuss it. We did. So. We did. And I think we, we related it back to our sport and umping our games and everything. And I think it's a very valid thing to talk about. We, yes. It's, I mean, there's been bad calls a lot, but when it happens to you and it happens on prime time, it, it's got to be brought to light. It's got to be talked about. So, right, right to the heart. Right to the heart. But back in the stew, of course, another episode coming at you. And this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pipe It Up podcast, the official podcast of MLW Wiffle Ball for our first episode of the 2024 calendar year. Jack, welcome back. Thanks, Tom. Good, Good to, to be see back. You. Good to be back. Uh, we got some new stuff hung up. We got one thing here, Lions thing that Kyle got us, and then that's going to get hung up eventually too, Jack, but... I didn't know where to put it, and I didn't want to. Oh, let's go. Yeah, Kyle got that. I think I haven't even talked to Kyle about that yet. Can I, I, just, show, can I show the Sure, show the, the crowd. The it's, the, it's the World Series poster. Mm, right there. Right there. Signed a lot of these uh, in the meet and greet after. Maybe, you should, maybe we should unframe that and have you put your John Hancock on this it and we'll re- reframe it. This is, no, I think, the, I think the clean looks best. Clean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I'm uh, making some changes around here. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded last, but uh, getting back into the swing of things here. Uh, first and foremost, Jack, you had a birthday since last episode, right? Yep, yep. We celebrated the uh, the holidays and uh, turned 25, which is crazy. That is a big number. Um, it's a big number. It is a big number. Didn't do uh, didn't do anything like super crazy or special. Just you know, got some dinner with some family and um, kind of just hung out. You know, spent a lot of good quality time um, with family over the the holidays, the Christmas holiday. So. Mm-hmm. By the time it got to my birthday, a little bit uh, just like socialed out. Yeah, you know, I can kinda, see that. Kind of just hung low. But um, yeah, another trip around the sun. Now, do you like having the birthday in between Christmas and New Year? Or is it just like you said, just too much going on? You're kind of partied out at that point. Um, I, yes and no. Like when I was uh, younger, I always looked at it as like a negative thing because I felt like I would, <laughs> I would get, you know, kind of hosed Maybe when it came to some, some gifts because- you know, Christmas sort of takes precedent that time of the year. Um, that being said, it is, you know, typically like that's uh, either time off from school or time off from work, which is mm-hmm. which is nice. And that's obviously an added bonus. So um, that part I do like about it. Good, good. 
Yeah, I, I feel like I had people, I had some friends who either had a Christmas birthday, like actually the 25th, or had a January 1st birthday, and they're like, yeah, I feel like I didn't get as many gifts because it was like a double, whatever, but I feel like I never really got that many birthday gifts. I'm always about a good birthday dinner. You can't be at a good night out. Yeah. That's what my family usually did. My, I was actually supposed to be born on the 25th, so was I was like, a, I was a few days late. Um, but the, the dinner always plays. We always definitely plays. frequented, uh, frequented red Robin. Um, I don't know. Dirty bird. I don't know. Is that like a Nash? I don't know if that's like it's a Nash. I think it is definitely a chain. I don't know if yeah. it's a national chain. It's a, it's a franchise and a chain. I've seen them. Um, I've seen them in like, I either out East. I've seen them like in Massachusetts, maybe okay. or New Jersey, but um, that was a Coughlin go-to as well. Yeah, <laughs> when they, we were growing up as, as a kid. For those of you who haven't been there, um, or haven't been there on your birthday, mm-hmm. they usually they'll they'll give the birthday uh, kids a, a Sunday free Sunday, and they do this classic Red Robin jingle <laughs> Happy do. Birthday song that um, you know as a young kid is is exciting. It so, involves a lot of clapping. I yeah. think I was always pretty embarrassed about it, but yeah. Also, it's like a place where you you could take you know some other friends, and it's not gonna like completely break the bank like it wasn't a super oh, yeah. it's not a very yeah. it's not like a crazy no. nice restaurant or anything it's just mm-hmm. a pretty classic like burger chain mm-hmm. so we also are recording this on sunday guys so we do have some nfl football on on the monitor here so if jack and i are frequently moving our heads back and forth <laughs> watching our lions battle the vikings uh but anyways yeah red robin great family spot mm-hmm. i agree you get the bottomless french fries mm-hmm. the music the onion ring tower mm-hmm. it's good eats good eats oh yeah but yeah i agree the birthday dinner always plays quite well um, my break, I didn't have a birthday, but at Christmas and New Year, of course. Was so Santa good to you though? Santa, you treated me all right. Yeah. I think he treated me pretty well this year. No coal? He, he came, no coal. That's good. Um, got too much candy though. Yeah. This whole, I was telling you when you walked in, uh, Santa always gives me a pretty good amount of holiday treats in my stocking every year. And man, just, we're getting older, you know, and my mom calls it a party gut. I feel mm. like I've had party gut the last from between like Christmas or the 23rd Saturday and maybe January 2nd or 3rd. It was just constant headaches and stomach aches, not sleeping very well. So that wasn't great because I was hoping to just like give, I was hoping to have a nice routine of sleeping in and let my body do its thing. But I feel like we went up north and I was sleeping in a little bunk bed and I don't know, it didn't play very well for me. But when, when you, when you, uh, just pump in all the the holiday food, the holiday cookies. Yeah. Um. Your body, yeah. Your body tends to react. No, I was telling you, I literally had to say enough is enough. Like, of course, I want to <laughs> keep going, but my mom and my family, we make a joke about it every year, but it proves true every year. They have no way of. There's no moderation at all. So right. if she's making dinner for the twenty that are coming over, we have dinner for forty, mm-hmm. and then I'm left with the leftovers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if she's making cookies for the same group, it's the same thing, twice as much as what we need. And you're not not going to eat. Them. So it's hard to say no because number one, it's free food, mm-hmm. the leftovers is of course, and then number two, I mean, They're holiday tasty. treats are tasty treats. They're tasty. She makes these. I've described them before on the podcast. I think it's one of my favorite holiday treats. She makes like the rice krispie wreaths. Oh yeah, every year oh, yeah. she dyes them. You have described those, before. man. Like. This year, the batch was remarkable. Mm. I told her, I was like, this is some of your best work. I A1. Think. And yeah, there were so many left over <laughs> every day. I'd walk by the kitchen, grab one of those, grab one of those. And yeah, up north then. So this, those are served on Christmas Eve. Fast forward to probably December 29th or 30th. Like there's still so much left. My dad's like, keep eating these cookies. You're gonna go to waste. And I was like, I can't do it. I was like, if you want to pull some weight, feel free. But I got to call it quits. It was just too much. Speaking of weight, what do you think the, uh, the pound damage gain was? What do you think? I don't know. It was funny. I just had. You think uh, you maintained? 
I you think, think you I just maintained. lost muscle and maybe just replaced yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I didn't go too crazy with the overeating, which used to be my problem. The overdoing mm-hmm. it, I try to do it in moderation, but I definitely did have my fair share of food I might not eat throughout mm-hmm. my normal day to day. I was just talking to Noah Dabrico, actually. We were out um, out in the town a couple nights ago, and I was talking about how I feel like I haven't stepped on a scale in like a year. For, so for all I know, I've gained twenty pounds. Yeah, I, I don't you think might I not have, know, but I have no idea. Um, but I think. Like I said, I think calling it quits prior to the new year, I think was a good a good move. Because if I would have kept going like I was till January second or January third, man, yeah, I'd still be hurting. I think, and even now, I still have the Santa candy up in a little Tupperware upstairs, and I've been walking past it like I can't, I just can't do it. Good for you. I tried to invite friends over today. I'm trying to pawn it off. Like anybody, take this candy if you want it. We still have some leftover uh, holiday cookies and and candy in the apartment, mm-hmm. and th- those need to be gone. Yeah, right? because they gotta be gone now. They, they gotta be gone. It's just I can't do it anymore. So I was hoping my <laughs> friends would come over so I could pawn some of it away. But just when there's a nice Reese's tree or mm. a Reese's white chocolate tree, oh, God. And then mm-hmm. Santa brought me some of my favorite Hershey's cookies and cream bars. I can't say no to those. Cannot. I can't throw those away. You cannot. I can part ways with maybe candy canes or I'm not a big, like, candy guy. Mm-hmm. I like chocolate. I like Sam. Yeah, but I don't like, like, sweet tarts and Skittles and that sort of thing. But yeah. Reese's and Three Musketeers and the Hershey's Cookies and Cream are my favorite. Those things, it's hard for me to toss. It's just such a funny concept because I feel like the vast majority of people do the same thing where even if they eat nice relatively hotch baby, relatively well for you know the majority of the year, mm-hmm. they'll still, at least I'm like this way, I'm just like, ah, it's the holidays. It is. You know, like, it is. Yeah, it's the holidays. Well, no, yeah, oh, not- sure, I'll have a second plate yeah. and you know three more cookies. Like, But then it's like, when does it end? You know, That's because now it's, I've been just dosing more and more sugar into my diet mm-hmm. and I really, now I'm like craving it more yep. now. That's and, the problem. And you, the problem right now. at least had the discipline to be like, I'm cutting it off. Well, yeah, but the Christmas candy still upstairs and now every and day you after, want it. after you dinner, it's like, yeah, about let's it. have a glass of milk yeah. and a little Reese's tree. Why not? <laughs> so when those run out, I'm like craving it. I guarantee yeah. it. But oh, throughout yeah, the year, sure. I don't miss it that much. Um, but yeah, you guys know I'm famous for overdoing it. So th- this holiday season was full of over- overdoing it. And yeah, like I, I consider myself a pretty in shape guy and healthy mm-hmm. guy. I eat pretty clean. I cook for myself. But yeah, I'm, I'm not the guy where it's like it has to be like my chicken and rice every right. day. So over the holidays, yeah, I'm not like, oh, mom, I'm not eating this. Like, of course I'm gonna eat it. I'm not. Yeah. It's not that serious to me. So for sure, we get back on track right now. All of you at home probably should start to reel it back in. It's been a week now. We're back into the, the work day, back into school. Maybe for some of you. So I think yep. it's time to start reeling it back in. It's unfortunate yep. the holidays are the best time of the year. It's but time. It's, it's time, you know, it's playoff football. That's going to probably hurt the stomach a little bit as well if you're getting together with Wings. the fellas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Monday through Friday, reel it in. You got to reel it in now. If there's leftovers, it's been two weeks, probably aren't good anyway. Get rid of those. Any candy, <laughs> stash it away maybe. Just You got to just ration it over time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't overdo it. That's right. Agreed. So, I will say, overall, I did have a good break besides mm-hmm. the, the party gut and the bad sleep and that sort of thing. Like, I enjoyed the time with family and the time away and just tried to unwind a bit. Um, I read some of your book. Jack got me a book about podcasting. I've been reading that. Oh, which yeah. Has been fun. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but the one big snare in the break, uh, as you guys know, we're, we're rocking our Lions gear. And I'm not going to come out here and complain. This is old news now. It was last week, the whole Lions Cowboys finish and the reporting, the not reporting, whatever happened. But Jack, it just got Gear me report. thinking the next day about everything sports related, I guess, and how it is entertainment and how we joke about how our league's rigged all the time. It's mm-hmm. not rigged, guys, obviously. But well, 
<laughs> well, say that for another day. It's not. It's, it's not rigged, guys. And we do the best job we possibly can to call the games fair and, and everything like that. I'm not going to say I've never blown a call behind the camera as the umpire or whatever, and I'm sure Kyle would agree the same thing. Mm-hmm. But we do the best we can to review things on the field that day, look at it from every angle we can to try to get the calls right mm-hmm. and make everything as fair as it can be. But, man, when you see something like that happen, and once again, I, I still don't think the NFL is rigged at all. Maybe you can weigh in on that after I'm done with my lecture here. But the officiating is so important, mm-hmm. and bad calls are a part of sports. But when, like, the same group has made mistakes before and the fact that there's just zero accountability pretty much for these referees at the in the biggest sport in the world, the biggest, most popular league in the world, just doesn't seem right to me. It's, yeah. not, it's not sitting well with me, and it almost like made me want to not watch football this week because, like, I was joking with Noah when we were out. It's like, man, a lot of people in the city of Detroit, we go out, we work hard, we put in our, our hard blue-collar work, and then on Sunday you just want to watch a fair game, win or yeah. lose. Like, you don't want it to come down to something like that. And it really just ruins the integrity of the sport. Like, the city of Detroit now are probably going to lose what could have been an additional home playoff game, which is, you know, millions of dollars for the team, great for the city. It just sucks. I don't know what else to say about it. And it stinks. I can lose a game. I can even lose the game on, like, a controversial call, but something like that that was clearly called wrong, and then the NFL never admitted to being wrong, Mm -hmm. it it does bother me. Yeah, I think um, I would agree with you on obviously. Well, I mean, I guess I can't say obviously, but I don't <laughs> think that the the NFL is rigged people do to think like that, that extent. I'm sure there people do think that, and I, it's a it's a I, fair thing to argue because of how many things have gone wrong over the years. But mm-hmm. I just think it's bad officiating. That's what my opinion is. I think ultimately there's there's too many um, you know actors involved to, to make it actually I be agree. rigged. It, it would be I think too hard. Um, and maybe that's naive of me to, to think, but that's just kind of my thought on it. Um, but I will say, I mean, refereeing any sport, um, let alone a professional sport is very hard and it's very challenging. Mm -hmm. And ultimately we're all human and we all make mistakes and I'm not excusing, you know, the error that was made. And I agree with you in the fact that what's frustrating about it is, the lack of accountability. Like you see all these, all the time players in the NFL, you know, for example, getting fined after games yeah. for hits that weren't even like penalized in the game, mm-hmm. um, but are caught on film and they're penalized for it as sort of like routine hits almost, mm-hmm. but the league punishes them for it. And, you know, there's other instances with um, coaches and whatnot where they, they get, you know, discipline for certain things. Yeah. And that it's, it's, it's like so backwards where you, you actually can't even say anything bad about mm-hmm. the refereeing or else you get fined. And that to me is, is yeah. kind of crazy because mm-hmm. yes, I don't think, I don't think NFL refs, I could be wrong on this, but I don't think NFL refs are, I don't think that's their full time job. Like I think they're, it's their part time officials. I need to do some more research on that too because yeah. everyone's saying they're part-time, they're part-time, they're part-time. Are they actually like working normal jobs Monday through Friday? Because I do see that as a big issue if I, that's true. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, maybe, they, maybe they're not working for the rest of the time of the year. I don't know how much money referees make, to be honest. I can't imagine it being a small number, but to be honest. If you are, I, I just don't understand. Like if you're the NFL or any professional sports league, it doesn't make sense to me to have people publicly acknowledging or like thinking that 
the refereeing is bad. Like, I don't understand. So bad people think it's rigged. Right. Like, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't it, if you're the NFL, like, they haven't said one thing about it. No. But well, what, there you was would, a video. Did you see the video that no. came out? Was that real? I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. There was a video. Um, if you guys could probably find it on Google or on X or whatever you're, you're getting your news from, but there was a video that apparently was released. I have no idea if it's true or fake or if a fan made it or whatever, but it seemed to be like all the major reporters were, were talking about it. So mm-hmm. I think it was legit from what I could tell at the surface. But it was essentially a video breakdown of the play of the play of our entire play from like the players running out of the field and reporting, not reporting, whatever. And they were talking about it was a voiceover explaining basically what needs to happen from your offensive linemen when they report or don't report. And it was mm-hmm. it was reported that it was created by the NFL and sent to all the coaches saying like this is what should have happened. Mm-hmm. But their the arrows pointing to players reporting is not what anyone in the Lions say what happened. So like it just they double down basically. By they doubled down and up. said it was right. That what they called was right. They were saying, saying, yeah, basically, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that just, it, it rubs me the wrong way. Cause mm-hmm. and you, you can clearly it. see on the film oh, I know. and you can clearly tell by the way that Dan Campbell talked about how he handled the situation before the game, told them about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like so many people would feel that much better if the NFL just said like, yeah, it was the wrong call. And they yeah, messed up. I agree. Even if they said we're not going to change the outcome you, you of the can't, game because of the way it happened, how they like told the Cowboys defense the wrong number, you can't change it. Right. But I agree. Just admit it was wrong. Maybe like even a small fine to the ref, whatever it is, but just acknowledge the fact that it was screwed up and then let's be better. Yeah. Where are the efforts to get better here? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. See I don't know. I feel like even, I feel like there's been instances this year too, where the refereeing has just been pretty bad. Like, feel like none of the referee crews know what an intentional grounding is anymore this year (laughs) like some of it has just been crazy well no and it's all over the board yeah it happens and we are of course a much 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 we are a p compared to the loaf of bread that the nfl is Mm -hmm. but that was a weird comparison but anyways (laughs) um yeah like stuff happens in our games where me and kyle are kind of like that's a new situation then we try to talk about it and figure it out and then add it to the rule book that sort of thing and I get it. There's the human aspect of it, but I just it just doesn't sit well with me. Like I said, for the yeah. for the team that has been losing for 30 years, that now is a chance to have not one but two home playoff games. Mm-hmm. Is now going to lose that second one most likely. And think about if like, you were like took a family vacation to Dallas and brought your family to that game and had to watch that. Like you'd be so upset. It I mean, stinks. I do. I do think, like, give me fair sports. That's that's yeah. the that's my rent in summary is give me a fair game to watch and to root for. Because if I don't think that the refs are doing what they're supposed to be doing. It makes it hard to watch. I love the NFL. I love football. I love fantasy, mm-hmm. but it truly like, it pains me to sit here and watch this again, knowing what happened last week. I know. I do think it was, I do ultimately think it was just an, an honest mistake in I, the heat of the I moment. Agree. The thing is, is with you guys, if you, you know, you have a little bit more time, if something weird happens yes. to kind of like review, mm-hmm. talk about it, think about it, discuss, you know, make a decision, um, it's not obviously like that in a primetime NFL no, game. Right. Um, they do have like, I'm sure, you, you know, they obviously have communication coming from like New York and, yep. and stuff like that about certain calls. But um, it, it, it just was weird how it was like the Cowboys and it was the ring I of know, honor well, night. That, well, and it was, like, was like, it's rigged. It's rigged. It, it I, was ba- I think it was just bad timing. It was, <laughs> I, I don't really think it's rigged obviously. Um, but again, it's just like, I like to think when I make a mistake, I 
will admit that I made a mistake. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, and own, and going, own up to it. It's funny because I was reading the statement from the ref, and I'm like, "This is like me." And at the tournament, I, I never, I never changed my opinion. Yeah, but I, it's a little different here, I guess. Like this wasn't really a judgment call. This was just a blatant. He screwed up the number, and then whatever. But yeah, whatever. We've talked enough about it. But I just wanted to bring it to light as someone who we jokes had to about, rant about it. As someone who jokes that our league is rigged all the time, and people now think the NFL is rigged. I just thought it was a fun discussion point for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're yeah. salty about it still, obviously. I, I'm not going to stop being salty. Well, Jack, the kicker here is this, this is the, why I couldn't sleep that night is because I told you, yeah, I'm bringing my dad to the wild card game. Like, it's going to be awesome. First Lions home playoff game mm-hmm. in 30 years. It's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But, yes, I do have tickets to that second game, too, if we were to have it. And I was probably going to sell that ticket because I could use the money. And it would have been a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Probably been a four-figure number. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. The last thing I'll say is, I obviously fans are biased towards their teams, and so you know, a lot of fans will always be like, "Oh, we never get those calls," or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like they never do that for us, or blah blah blah. You know, our team. This always happens to our type of teams. Mm-hmm. This and this. And the other instance against the Dallas Cowboys, whatever yes, year that was with the pass interference. Yep. Like those ones are so objectively <laughs> such objective hose jobs. Yes. Like that's what's so frustrating is it's not happened just once. The Calvin Johnson, no one knew what a oh, catch was in yeah, the we'll NFL for, 30 for the next fifteen years yeah. after that. And it was it's just like preposterous. And mm-hmm. it's happened all to the same franchise, which is that's what really like got me and stung. I wasn't even really that mad that we like ended up losing the game. It's just like to lose in that fashion. And it keeps, it's like history repeating itself. It's like, okay, every five years, there's just going to be another hose job for the lions. Yes. I will say too, this is legit. Like I have had anxiety. Not, I guess, I guess it's anxiety in the moment. Like when we're at Atlanta and the world series and like RJ walks two guys, whatever. And it's first and second, like tying around at the plate. Like I am on my toes. Like, I hope there's no controversy because it is yeah. challenging when you have a live crowd there to deal with it and stuff like that. We don't have cameras. Emotions. We do, too. Okay, we do have cameras everywhere, but yeah. like not that's easily reviewable in New York. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. I mean, there's a situation there where, man, you messed up in a big moment and it's not good. It's not a good look for the league. So I no, do my best not. to be fully tuned in. And, you know, we have Mr. Schultz back there. Like Mr. Schultz is good at reminding us, like, could be a play at the plate here. So we're all on our toes, ready to make those big calls when they do happen. Because, yeah. As a fan of whoever you're rooting for in MLW, if you're just a casual viewer, you hate to see things not end in what seems to be a fair and square manner, which whoever loses. Mm-hmm. The Lions could have lost in Dallas. would have sucked, but I would have moved on. But yeah. this is bothering me that the NFL seems to not do anything about the bad officiating. Yeah. And there are a lot of calls that are made right. Next but, time, let's just run it right up the middle. Yeah, that's also not in. a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, no, not even I, leave, not I, even leave I, it up to the rest. That's what they're telling us to do. We can't stand with, we can't side with them. We have to stand that's with true. our boy Dan. Campbell. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But all right, let's move on, Jack. Okay. A um, couple other things I have on the agenda today for us guys. Uh, we do have right now in the MLW sphere. The next thing on the calendar is the award show for last season. So giving things out like the MVP award. Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So the ballot was released to the public on the MLW Instagram, and voting remains open, I think, until January 11th, Jack. So if you're hearing this on Tuesday the 9th, you still have time to cast your votes for your favorite players to get them the awards that they deserve. It's your responsibility to vote. It is. Your responsibility, if you're listening to this podcast, if you watch our videos, to go vote. So 
with that uh, currently happening behind the scenes, I'm looking for a venue to host uh, this award show, hoping to maybe film it next weekend. I do believe, you guys heard it here first, Drew Davis is going to be the host of this year's mm. award show. So I think what I did it first, and then it was yourself. I hosted one. And then we had Warda stumble his way through it last Warda year. Warda hosted one. And then we have hopefully Drew this year if the schedule works out. We'd, I need to figure out when this Lions playoffs game is going to be because that could mess up things. And I guess if I had to miss the award show, I would have to miss it. But I can't bail on my dad for that. No, no. That was, <laughs> that, was the, that was the home run gift. That was so the home run gift. We'll see what happens. But I'm waiting on a call back tomorrow. But what the fans have in front of them right now is the ballot. And Jack, I told you to look through this ballot to see if you had anything that caught your eye or attention as to players you think that were on there that surprised you. Mm -hmm. Maybe some players that you think were left off of this list. Because I have heard some feedback too as well from some of the MLW guys, which is always interesting. Mm -hmm. And I can bring some of those to light on this show. But what were your thoughts on the ballot? Any big shockers or things that uh, stood out to you? Overall, I would say the ballot, in my opinion, was pretty fair um nothing really jumped out out to me as like totally totally missed this guy he should be on the ballot i i gotta give my own guys props and and toot the magic horn here it's got to be the first time that the entire rookie of the year ballot is made up of one team that has to be Isn't the that first wild? time that's ever I'll, I'll happened. give it to you that's the first time we'll put it on a plaque it's got to be put that in the record um, books that that was from grant grant right when the ballot came out he like sent a screenshot in our in our little group chat and said this is this has to be the first time this happened so props to all uh, well, all the magic rookies. if you look at the magic roster from last year then you look at the moves that jack made in the offseason and say the magic win a championship this year unless jack you turned into a monster i think you would have said well in order for that to happen we need to have three rookie of the year candidates yeah. on this team so <laughs> yeah. it does check out you that's know what true I mean? it does that's check true out. that's true um that's true i other than that though like i I went through and um, I felt like it was pretty fair. I'm I'm kind of interested to hear what some mm -hmm. some opinions of guys within the leagues that were voiced. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really want to like I, I do. You want me to share my opinion on some of the people that are on the ballots? I don't want to like sway the the so minds of any let's voters. Let the voting close, and okay. then next week you and I can voice our opinion on who we who we voted for, okay. for which categories, and then we'll also probably yeah, have Sean Huff, the statistician, back on next week as well, Excellent. and he'll give us some Excellent. in depth analysis to who who he think earned the award versus who then gets voted the award. So it'll be a cool contrast thing to see who he thinks statistically deserved it versus who got voted the award from the fans' perspective. Excellent. So we'll do that next week. I will say the one thing that I thought was. Not maybe a snub, but someone that I thought of immediately when I saw the ballot was uh, Nick Saylor for Gold Glove. He was not on the ballot. The three candidates for Gold Glove are Jimmy Norp, Grant Miller, and Kyle Schultz. And I think, objectively speaking, those three are the best defenders in the league right now. But Saylor had a great year out there. He did. And he's made some bonehead plays in the past where we joke about, too. So I do think, Saylor, you were my honorable mention for Gold Glove. A couple top plays he mm -hmm. had this year. One in the video, I think. And just, he was solid all year long. And not a guy who I would typically categorized as like an elite defender in this league. Yeah. So he stood out to me. That's interesting. He did not come to mind. And that was one where I felt like it, they had the top three people there because mm -hmm. we talked, I think we talked like with Sean but, about, you know, Jimmy's, uh, his stats as a fielder, mm -hmm. kind of hard to deny. Yeah. Um, maybe, no. maybe bias here, obviously, but I feel like Grant was just so rock solid mm -hmm. in the field all year long. Um, Kyle had, had, a few top 10 plays he always does always does always does um so i guess how does it how do you guys determine how many names you put on the ballot for each 
award because some are different. Some are longer. Mm-hmm. Some only have like three or four. Yeah, this is really a commission decision. Uh, I did review the ballot before it went public, but I didn't make any changes to it. I will say, I think what the goal is here with making some lists longer than others is number one is how many deserving candidates are there to actually like be able to be voted for. Okay. But also we've seen in the past too, from the fan vote that sometimes we see spikes in players that are like more popular name wise, who maybe aren't the most deserving. Mm. So for that reason, we try to subtract those names off that are sort of on the fringe to make sure like, yes, it's a, a bit of a popularity contest, but also we want the deserving candidates to get the votes they, they should be getting based yeah. on the performance. You know what I mean? That's fair. So that's, I think that's the reason why. Okay, makes sense. But um, I was talking about f- fans for sure too. Let us know, DM us what you thought of this ballot. If anything caught you off guard, I brought up the Nick Saylor thing. The one manager who texted me, and I love this because he always does, and I, I ask him to do this sort of thing, is uh, Jimmy Norp. Mm. Norpedo is texting me and he's like, Tom, I got some questions about this ballot for you. So really his only, his, the couple bones he wanted to pick um, was that uh, he thought, which this one I sort of disagreed with him a little bit, but he thought he should have been a candidate for manager of the year this year. Okay. And well, I think Jimmy is a tremendous manager, the reasoning that I gave him, and then we went back and forth about it was I, I said, I do think you made some great moves. Pishka was a great addition, a great draft pick. And uh, Trey Flood getting, you know, some more starts compared to last year was also a good move. And I said, but winning does matter. And then he came back to me saying how, like, the Cobras didn't win at all last year, but Drew was still uh, named manager of the year and voted for it and was still mm-hmm. on the ballot and everything. The The counterpoint I have to that was, well, Drew did win a lot of games. You know, mm-hmm. he, got, he got to the World Series and then fell short, yeah. of course, whereas Jimmy was knocked out in the first round of the playoffs this year. So I'm not taking credit away from Jimmy and his management. He's so, so good. And I think... From the grand scheme of things, I think he probably is like one of the league's better managers. Mm-hmm. I think he does a pretty good job. Outside of that All Star game last year, Jim, that was <laughs> that was terrible. But um, I just don't think this year that I think there was better candidates um, for that position. I, would, I will say real quick, yeah, my name's on there, which surprised me a little bit because you could say, well, Tommy made one of the worst moves. This is the fan voice. Mm-hmm. Tom made the worst move this year by trading the draft pick mm-hmm. one and two flip. And Kyle's justification was like, well, you did win your division this year. So the the candidates were the two division winners and then the the World Series matchup. So Daniel's name got on there too. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I feel like you have to put in both World Series managers. It's like hard not almost, to, you know? Almost automatically because it's like, yeah, it's hard not to. Dan- you, think of a situation where a team gets all the way to the World Series and you're not giving at least some credit or like props to the manager. You know what I mean? I feel like you would do that with every single team Mm -hmm. in MLW. You have to. Because the postseason, like we talk about a lot, there's some big decisions to be made. Mm -hmm. And I think Daniel Schultz did a great job sticking to his guns. I'd say like you're kind of the front runner for that award just based on the draft and how everything played out. But Daniel Schultz, he made a team that was one in five go all the way to the World Series. And so midseason made some crazy adjustments with taking a big step back at a personal level, putting the team first, getting Blade Walker in on the mound, who kind of worked out well. It was funny. Yep. I was watching back the Detroit series recently, Jack, looking for a clip of a knuckleball for a TikTok. And when Blade enters the game in that like 10 nothing first inning, Kyle's like, maybe the Eagles can find a diamond in the rough here. They totally did. Yeah, they it did. It totally worked out. So Dan did a great job with that. And then also throughout the playoffs, it was pretty admirable how he stuck to his guns because mm-hmm. they lost the first game to us, but Blade still went game two. And then at the World Series, he still put Blade out there and that sort of thing. So I think Daniel 100% uh, deserved that. I agree with that. I nomination. agree. Dan for sure deserved his name on that ballot for the award. 
I feel like outside the two managers who would make the World Series, um, you you could probably always make a case for like one or two guys every year. It's either a team. It's either a team that, like you said, with the Eagles started off really poorly and turned it around, mm-hmm. um, which the Diamondbacks did a year ago, or you, or it's a team that like the year before was really bad or in the yeah. dumps and turned it around the next year. So like. You know, if the Gators would have had a, a promising year and made the playoffs and, and maybe did some damage in the playoffs or won their division, like you would see Brendan's name on that on yes, that list yes. for sure. Another award I wanted to bring up, Jack, to you, because I feel like there's one player that seems like he's trying to fit in where I don't know if he does. MVP candidates, Dallas Allen, TC3, Ryan Cratched, Jordan Robles, Grant Miller, RJ Walgett. I got to say, I don't know how old Tom snuck into that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what's your thoughts? I guess I won't speak on it, but. On how your name got on that ballot? Yeah, with that. So it's Dallas, Ryan, Jordan, Grant, RJ, me. Well, I mean, I know how your name got on that ballot. It's because the league's rigged and you guys run the league. So you Uh put your name on the ballot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I probably, your, your batting numbers probably got you there. But I, I, um, I mean, if it wasn't that, then I don't know what I else think did. All, I, <laughs> I, I didn't pitch it. I was a subpar fielder, according to Sean. I was going to say, um, no offense, but mm-hmm. we're this is you know honesty hour here. I think the MVP has got to do uh, more than just kind of like one role on yeah. their team, right? Like they they are gonna it's it's gonna be someone who you know not only contributed at the plate so much for their team, but um, was also probably their their leader in the bullpen, or if not, you know, like an extremely um, highly, highly important role player in their bullpen mm-hmm. um, or in the field. So, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't say that's, that's one for me where it's like, that's why I, I kind of asked you the question of how do you decide like who oh, you put on yeah. or not? Cause some of the other names on that list, like I wouldn't have put you mm-hmm. above, but like we still included you on the list. Yes. Got it. That's fair. That one did surprise me a little bit. I kind of chuckled to Kyle when I saw it. But I was like, it's it's all good. Um, I, think, I, 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 think I didn't I, lead the league in home runs this year. And then I had the two home runs in the playoff series. I did win us that first playoff game. But I did have a couple bad series. You, you take away the two bad series I had, and I was like top of the top. But I did play yeah. very poorly, which I already made my excuses for against the D-backs and the Gators. So The thing is, is though, like if it's MVP... You you're go you got you're competing against Jordan basically and oh, yeah. Jordan you 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 he probably had the a better average than you or the same mm-hmm. average maybe less home runs mm-hmm. but he also pitched yes you know which, the majority of your I, guys' I think games I'm with you there well we also have Grant on this list who he did pitch though and he actually contributed in a he, pretty big way yeah so <laughs> I guess I'm I'm wrong but I think in, at this stage of the league in order to win an MVP unless you are just a god tier hitter and have the season of a lifetime at the plate which maybe I did. I guess I did. At this, to this point in my career, I guess I did have that season, but it wasn't enough nearly because, yeah, I think you got to be a, a two-way player. You'll be able mm-hmm. to pitch and hit, and I think really the top, top candidates in this list are probably the Ryan, Robles, Grant, and Dallas for that reason. RJ's also here who only pitches, mm-hmm. which is interesting, but he was a very, if not the most valuable player to your team, you know? That's true. So, That's that. See, our, the magic are. Yeah, we're almost like hurting ourselves for an MVP candidate <laughs> yeah, because our number one pitcher never hit really. Mm-hmm. You know, realistically, didn't really hit much. Um, and our best hitter did pitch at times, 
but was not really a staple in our lineup. You know, he mm-hmm. he he answered the bell when his number was called, but he wasn't Grant. Yeah, Grant. Yeah, but I mean, he did. You know, he did what he needed to do. Yeah, but I, I think Grant really that word valuable. Just the way yeah. he led the team and kept he kind of brought you guys together. I feel like you and him did a great job, kind of like get, making RJ feel comfortable and just like rallying a group of guys that didn't really know each other together. So mm-hmm. I think Grant is very valuable. It's a great word for Grant. Definitely. Whereas a guy like Ryan, who probably has the best numbers on paper, we'll get more to that next week. He was, yes, definitely very valuable to the Preds from a, a skill standpoint. He's also a good leader, but Grant, the leadership of Grant really stands out to me too for that MVP award. So yeah. things to consider when you're voting. That's a good know? point. I Do you think other leagues really consider stuff like that for MVP though? To be honest, we I don't think they do. <laughs> this is funny. I didn't expect to say this, but we've been hating on the NFL this whole podcast. I don't get the MVP NFL thing at all right now. But, I'm but, absolutely mind-blown this year about how the odds have changed. And it was like Brock Purdy was the favorite, and then Lamar beat him. It's like, oh, Lamar's a long-shot favorite now. I'm like, what is happening? Like, one I mean, game yeah, shouldn't change everything. It always just ends up being like the quarterback or I know, whatever is the most convincing I don't one get it. seed. I don't get it. That's kind of, well, that's kind of my point is, is do you think other professional leagues take anything else into account other than the players' stats and their team's their teams and results like Lamar is is probably a phenomenal leader I don't think the fact that he's a good leader has anything to do with him you know potentially winning the MVP I I agree with you with what you're saying mm -hmm. about Grant and I cannot deny that that brought so much value to our team yeah so I I do think it should be considered Mm -hmm. I don't think other leagues do that though this is 100% just my opinion not a fact at all but I think when I if I zoom out and think about not what I just said about Grant, but my perspective as an MVP as a whole, I just think of probably the most skilled player in the league who had yeah. the, who had the best year numbers wise on paper. Mm-hmm. Now in the NFL, I think maybe the MVP being the value as the quarterback is probably the most valuable player on your team. So I think that's why it's kind of a quarterback award. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it should be necessarily like early on in the year. I was like Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey. Like why is it Brock Purdy who's favorited right now? It should be CMC or Tyreek, but are they more easily replaceable than a guy like Lamar Jackson? Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Like an offensive lineman's never going to win MVP, which maybe even he is like the best offensive lineman there's ever been in the history of the game. I think it kind of shows the same thing we've been talking about is that this award for me right now in MLW is a guy that can do it both. Right. Like you got to be the quarterback of your you gotta team. You got to be it all. So you got to do it all. You got to play it all. both but ways. I think, I think if you're splitting hairs and saying, okay, like, Let's say Grant and Ryan, let's say Grant, Ryan, and Dallas all, and, and Jordan, so they all had like identical numbers on the mound and at the plate for a year. Mm-hmm. I think then you look at things like leadership skills. You know, how else do you split that? Well, I think it would be, I think it would, if it was, if those that four winning. guys had the same exact numbers, mm-hmm. pitching and hitting, you'd have to give it to Grant. Because they we won. because we won. Yeah, I think you're and right. that's what I'm saying is like the teams end result. Maybe the NFL is doing it right, but I don't know. Just to me, it that whole thing was weird. I don't know, but yeah, I, I was I, was my name on there for most clutch because that because you're saying you don't know how you got on there for MVP Jack Agner most clutch. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. That well, let's see, Jack. You had a big home run that you and AJ both had home runs in the game that eliminated the D-backs from the one-seed contention, right? So that was sort of a clutch moment for you. You had a World yeah, Series game-winning home run. That game was run. meaningless for us, though. You had a World Series game-winning home run, correct? Mm-hmm. You had a game-winning home run in St. Louis. Is that correct? 
Oh, uh, was it a game winner? It wasn't a walk up. I think it was a, the game. It might have been, RBI. yeah. So the names for most clutch were AJ Ackerman, Jack Agner, Dallas Allen, Ryan Cratch, Grant Miller, RJ Walgate, and Landon Yurgaitis. For the record, I will take it. I just was very Congratulations shocked. Congratulations on the nomination. I was very shocked. Let's get. I mean, please vote. Please Jack, vote. You know but. what I ought to do? If I wish we had a bigger budget, I ought to get plaques for us for our nominations for most clutch and MVP and hang them back <laughs> here somewhere. It's like this, a participation award. This this will really show the uh, the dedication um, and the the power of the pipe it up listeners. If we can rally oh, around getting, should, I'm not even talking about that. Yeah. Let's vote. If for we, Jack. if we can rally <laughs> around getting me voted most clutch, I mean, that would be talk about an underdog story. Yes. I think I'm looking at it now. Well, I, I, we said next week, next week I'll vote. I'll vote. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. But more of the story is guys, get your votes in. You have a couple more days. The 11th mm-hmm. is the deadline. And then as of right now, our target upload date for the award show video is friday january 19th given we are able to locate a venue and drew's availability works out and everything that is the plan as of right now so that's that's the next upload sweet and award show is always fun yeah it's a good time it's a fun video it actually has performed fairly well in the past um so two years ago was the first time we did a little special venue we did brighton bowl last year we did more of a formal route at a hotel um conference room Mm -hmm. this year we're trying to pivot back to the more fun route so we'll see if everything works out but uh to be continued to be cool. determined to be determined can't wait um the last upload jack prior to the holidays we had both the top 10 video and the uh season highlights video come out i think since we last talked mm. those two and i gotta say looking at the season highlights it makes you remember all the cool things you did and all the great plays and the great moments uh, i don't know if you even watched it or not it was right along right around your birthday i think so mm-hmm. you, i know you're busy i might everything. have missed it but um it don't don't incriminate yourself <laughs> um, i watched it three times but yes because you watched it so much and you saw those great moments, Jack, do you have like a favorite moment from the year? I think you probably do because you're biased, but yeah. you give a biased one and then an unbiased one. Um, I, I would, I, I, I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, but just like the whole experience in St. Louis okay. for me, it was like just unreal. Is that your biased one or unbiased? That's one? my biased one. That's your biased one. Okay. Um, that's my biased one. Okay. Um, my unbiased one. I forget which series it was, but Ryan crashed had a home run that hit. He hit it so hard and it went oh. so far up the trees. <laughs> I don't even remember what series oh, it was, but cats I, had, I have not seen a home run hit like that. The way he hit that ever in this league. And that was one that that, that was a highlight that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. I think I'll do my non bias one first. Well, I guess this isn't really a moment, though. More of a story. I said I said this in the um, outro of all outros in the World Series video at the very end. We were standing outside the stadium. I think my like favorite moment of the year was just like seeing RJ strike out Dallas and put his arms in the air. Just like knowing what he had gone through and like his background and how nice he is and everything. I think that was like my favorite moment of mm-hmm. the entire year was the World Series. I mean, that's cliche, I guess, to say the World Series winner, but yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, that's my non-bias. My bias one is probably scoreboard um what scoreboard at philly oh that was unreal so i was debating between that home run and then my walk-off in the playoffs i think the walk-off tops on a personal level for sure philly was cool but um i ranted about that moment for a while in the episode after that game and just the preparation that went into it of me and davenport out there just two men grinding in a a, (laughs) a soccer field playing 
And then for it to culminate in the walk-off in that first game was awesome. A really cool moment. But sucked to fall short later that day. But for, you know, 15 seconds there, I was on I was on Jupiter. It's so, all walk-offs, man. No, no feeling goosebumps. like it. Goosebumps. No feeling like it. But just so many great moments throughout the entire year. And I'm uh, blessed, blessed for all of them, for sure. But, uh, Jack, to wrap up today, a little whiff of the week. Mm. We started teasing this last year a little bit, guys. Um, yep. we, we, were, we were kind of plugging them in sporadically mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. But, uh, Jack, so whiff of the week, if you guys couldn't kind of catch on what we are doing, is just like a, a, a low moment. could be a personal thing. could be something you'd witness in the world. Um, but what is it for you, Jack? Well, um, I mean, I think we know what it would be for Brad Allen and his yes, crew. Yes, we do. Um, but for me... You don't know who that is, Google it. Yeah. For me, personally, um, we talked on the Christmas episode just about gift giving and putting some thought into it. You had a home run gift. Yes. Um, so... Sarah and I had probably what is the opposite of a home run gift. Um, at my at my family's gathering, my sister opens up a gift from my mom, mm-hmm. and I look at Sarah and I'm like, "Isn't that what we got her?" Oh no! So we got her. The, the, they were like kind of these uh, these nice glasses, um, like drinking glasses, mm-hmm. and our, ours actually ended up being like a little bit different color. So my sister Nicole actually ended up picking ours better. So, or she liked ours okay, better. So nice. she picked ours. So it wasn't that bad, but then rotation, rotation, few gifts later, my older sister opens a gift and I look at Sarah and no I'm way. like, isn't that the same <laughs> no thing we way. bought her? And she's like, <laughs> happened yes. twice. So, and that one was like the exact thing. It was like, it was some sort of like robe blanket type thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like the exact same the exact same one and both times it happened where our gift was the, the second, second one open that is so, so we had to one time be like yeah like you already opened that yep. and then it went around again and it was like yep <laughs> you already opened that so oh, that was that um, bad. that was that was our whiff of the week mm-hmm. um kind of just missed missed there i mean did you save the gift receipt yeah okay, we, we did well i ate the receipt <laughs> okay, um okay. but no <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah we, we they, they got gift receipts so good all good, good. Um, okay. Thanks for sharing. I'd think my whiff of the week was also gift related, Mm -hmm. just an unfortunate thing, but it did bother me a little bit is I, um, I've been on, I used to be a massive guy, bleach jean guy, bleach Levi five Oh two, like, you know, not like white, white, but like, you know, a light wash, light blue jeans goes with everything. It's classic Mm -hmm. with a white pair of sneakers, maybe a light t-shirt. It's the best, the best thing you can have in your wardrobe is a pair of light wash jeans. I'm telling you where it's like they're light blue. And then like, as they get older they start to fade even more and it's just it's just a great a great piece well i wore my previous pair of light wash jeans so much that literally blew them out like in the undercarriage area oh no and this that was a whiff a different time but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad it, was like, it just it started to slowly break it wasn't mm-hmm. like a moment where i was like a, it wasn't like an awful moment i would have told that good, story for good. sure if it yeah. was but anyways blew them out wore them so much so i think i had that previous pair from like I think I bought them at the Levi outlet when I was like a sophomore in college and wore them all the way until like last year. Mm-hmm. And finally in Ann Arbor one day I was out at the Michigan, Michigan state game. And I was like in the bathroom, like I got a hole in these pants. Can't wear these <laughs> anymore. So I've been on the hunt ever since for a pair of light wash jeans, but in my size and the style I like from Levi, I think it's five Oh two. It's always never have them, never have them in stock. Or if they do, it's like $95. I don't want to pay that. So mm-hmm. been on the hunt. And that was like the one thing on my list this year was a pair of light wash jeans. So my mom, Bless her soul. She comes through, gets me a pair of light wash jeans. And the wrapper 
says 3032, which is my size. Well, I open up the wrapper, I get to the jean tag, and it's 3030, and they're too short for me. Now they're sold what? out. What? Now they're sold out again. I know. Wow. So the, the, the poly bag had the correct size on it, but it was packed wrong, and it was a 3030. Oh. So they're like, they're like up to here on me, like I'm getting ready for the flood. Biggest fake out ever. Yeah, man. I was so upset. It was a total whiff. That's so a whiff on, that, that the, on Levi's out. account. Yeah. They, I think it was Macy's where we got Macy's. But she saved the whiff. receipt. So yeah, total whiff. And we called them out at the register saying, mm-hmm. whoever packed these screwed this up and I'm pretty upset about it. But So you got to set, you got to, well, first you got to get your refund and yeah. then you got to set some, some type of alerts for when those things yeah, get back Yeah, I guess I got to just keep checking, but man, I just can't get my hands on a pair of Levi light wash jeans. It's such a bummer. So <laughs> You think anybody, it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> I know, you think so, but well, like I said, it's not that hard, but they, you want to get them on sale, right? Right, right? Me being me, it's like, I want them mm. at 50 bucks, not a hundred for a pair of jeans. I'm not spending that, so. That's yeah. the tricky part. When they go on sale, they're just never there. Right. Never have them. They have all the darker shades. or like the gray, and I'm not a big into that. I like a pair. I have my classic kind of blue jeans that are like a little light, but not too light. But the, man, my go-to used to be the light wash jeans, and I don't have them anymore, and I can't get my paws on them, and I'm pretty upset about it. Whiff. So if you know a guy who works with Levi's, get me a pair of 3032-502. Sponsor us. Light wash jeans. Come on. Come on, but, Levi's. Come on, Levi's. Lions are up 13-6 here in the third. I think that's kind of how I'm going to spend the rest of my afternoon, Jack. I know you mm-hmm. got some some family things to attend to, I think, or a return to do or something you got to get We got for. returns, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I got some returns, too. I got to go back. I gathered all my gift receipts, and I'm going to do some returning as well. Mm-hmm. But overall, I got some great gifts. Very thankful for everything. I don't know if I give a fan the shout-out yet, but I also, someone in Houston gave me a Starbucks gift card. Thank you for that. That was a nice Christmas gift. I got wow. it a little early. Yeah. Exceptional. That nice? That's I know. amazing. So nice, but... Appreciate all you guys. I hope you guys all had great holidays. Feel free to comment on this video your favorite holiday moment, maybe your whiff moment of the of the, <laughs> the winter season because those are always funny to read through. And maybe we'll share our favorites next week or something. But next week, yeah, should be a awards show breakdown in terms of who me and you are voting for. Mm-hmm. And then you guys' votes will already be cast, but we'll have Sean on to kind of give the professional analysis to who we think deserves the vote. And then the podcast after that should be after the award show. We'll talk about who actually won. Yep. So we will have Sean on next week. Looking to have some more fans on too. We got your guys' feedback. I appreciate all the comments on the Instagram story. So taking that into account moving forward. And uh, definitely there was some feedback saying they want to see more fans on and that kind of thing. So we would love to do more of that. So if you're interested, DM us and kind of let us know why and what you want to talk about. Because I do want to know like what you're bringing to the table. I don't want to say like I want to be on. Mm-hmm. So g- give me some insight as to what you want to discuss. And we'd be happy to, to bring it to light and let the community hear it. So besides that, Jack, a lot of demand for some mock trades so maybe mm. you and i should put together some a list of moves we think would make sense this offseason for teams i like that and people also want to see speculation us, a lot of speculation so we can we can get into our minds a little bit mm-hmm. and make some things happen but people also want to see us rank players for some reason so maybe after the mvp is announced we'll like go a, through like a our power top, player yeah, power ranking play like you know nfl does like nfl 100 the like best that. guys so me and you can <clears> we don't have 100 guys maybe we do like top 10 top mm-hmm. 15 that could be fun I number one too. swamp man so yeah obviously uh so that's what's coming up on the pod uh, keep giving us feedback. We're going to give you guys what you want and continue to give you guys a show every Tuesday uh, moving forward. So appreciate you, Jack, for coming out again. Go no Lions. Problem, you look good in that hoodie, by the way. Thank you. Grit. A little grit, baby. Grit. A little Come grit. On. We're all about it. Brad Allen and, needs uh, some. Next week, hopefully we are sitting here reflecting on the Lions' first playoff win in 30 years. Mm. That's hopefully the opening line next week is that me and Jack sweet. clapping it up for our Detroit Lions. But, yeah, definitely watch some playoff football this upcoming weekend, guys. Should be some good, some good ball. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, all right. That's a wrap. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Kyle Schultz and Ryan Kelly ran into each other at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. We will see you all next week.
Whoa. Can he do that? He tried to push him into the end zone. I've never seen that happen. I guess I don't see why he couldn't do that. Watch this. So he tried to force a touchback? Yeah, watch this. Whoa, 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 I whoa. wonder, can he do that? That's if, if he can, that's like really smart. Once the ball's down, I feel like the ball's down. <laughs> 43 just pointed him. I feel like that's not allowed. The refs don't know, and the refs don't like us. So That's true. 